0: I'm going to open the message today, and I'd like to turn your attention to Romans chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. I appreciate the love and expression of love that you have shared toward Jared and Jenny during the homegoing of his awesome fan, awesome uh, dad. Little did we realize a couple of weeks ago, a few days ago, that he would make his last trip to Elm Grove i was so glad I had the opportunity to uh, stand with him on Friday night and watch 130 some kids fill the fellowship hall of the French church. I, I was so, uh, it was just awesome. And, and, and he, Arlie was just blown uh, away at, at the kids that packed that place. And, the, and the coaches came in and, and, and the uh, band came in and the cheerleaders came in. It was just an awesome thing. And, and And Arlie just looked on, and he said, man, isn't this great? Isn't this great? And and he he left this world saying, this is great. This is great. But you know what? He's enjoying the presence of God like he's never enjoying it today. He made it home, and we're not there yet. Romans chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. Would you follow with me closely? I have about 15 minutes, and we're going to try to finish up today together. How's that? Paul says what? then shall we say to these things if god is for us who can be against us i'm going to stop right there and that should be a comfort to all of us if god is for you you can forget the people that are against you maybe you can't forget them but just just treat them like uh this god's for me uh you'll soon be for me and if you're not for me you're going to get cheated out of god's blessings and there's a benefit to to uh, loving one another and, and this is the greatest expression that the world will ever see in you. It's not how loud we clap our hands. It's not how loud we shout. We could have a Jericho march around here every Sunday and still have ought in our heart toward somebody. Listen, the Bible says this very plainly in black and white. By this shall all men know you're my disciples, Christians, followers of Jesus, if you love one another. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I tell you, I love you, and if you, you if you... You don't love me let me know after the service because i'm going to hug you and you're coming in and you're going out because there's an expression that god gave me he, he when i accepted jesus he gave me the power to love my enemies when i accepted jesus he gave me the power to to forgive those that took advantage of me when i accepted jesus he realized how difficult it was to forgive and forget so he said i want to help you in that area he knew how difficult it was to lo- uh, love those that despitefully used you he he knew everything would be going through and that's the reason we need jesus he's a present help in time of need and i want you to see this this morning he knows exactly every one of our downfalls that's the reason he wants to help us he knows every one of our shortcomings that's the reason he wants to help us he sees every flaw in our life that's the reason we need his help moving on for verse 32 he, meaning God, who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. All. not Nobody left out. Listen, you heard this before. I'm too, I've been too bad of a sinner for God to love me. I've been too bad. He, he can't forgive me. Listen. Listen, here's what he did. This is, this is his deal to all of us. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall we not with him also freely give us all things how how shall he not with him also freely give us all three things the greatest gift of course is recorded he his own son was his big sacrifice the greatest sacrifice that he could give was Jesus his own son if he was willing to give that Let me tell you, along with that package, he gives us all things. The things that helps us to live a victorious life. The things that help us us to forgive. The things that help God helps us to forget. Those things that come our way that is like an arrow that pierces our heart. He rushes to the area where we've been wounded because he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon his shoulders. And with his stripes, we are healed. Listen, he freely gives us all the benefits simply by recognizing and praising him because he was willing to give his only son once and for all for the sins of this world. And I'd like to talk to you for the next 10 minutes on breaking the barriers that keeps us from being all that God wants us to be. How many has a few barriers? We lived on the roughest road that I believe there is in Major County, until this past week, boy, there was times every time I would hit that, that, those rough places and that Ford would give it this, and, and I'd start hearing squeaks that I'd never heard. Boy, there was something in my soul that just wanted a bellyache. there has been times I even looked at my phone, do I have the county commissioner's number? And I didn't. And boy, am I so glad I didn't. You know, sometimes God just works out for our good, so we don't have to go back and apologize for what we were thinking out loud about. I pull in across there Thursday morning, and, and there's a barrier part way across the road. The tongue is sticking where you have to go completely around the tongue. And it said road closed. How many of you have ever went around a barrier that said road's closed? <laughs> Don't anybody look around like I did this morning? And I drove on down, and the county commissioner wasn't just showing the people what to do. He was in there helping them. And I said, man, am I glad to see you. <laughs> you spared me from having to say, would you forgive me? <laughs> And today, you can just run across that area 55, 60 miles an hour other than a curve curve 150 feet down the road. You can just set your cruise and just do what you want to because somebody came along and took care of my rough spot. How many would say this morning in your life, I've got some rough spots? Boy, I'd really like to blame it on somebody else. But, you know, I travel that road eight or ten times a day. And unless I'm in Oklahoma City or, or at uh, the conference in Dallas. And, you know I, I know, I knew before I got there that it was going to be rough, and sometimes I was in such a hurry I didn't get on the break quick enough. And, two, with our own spiritual life, God knows the rough spots we're going through. That's the reason he freely gave us all things, so that he could help us with our walk with him. He walks with us, and he talks with us, and he tells us he belongs to us. He loves us unconditionally. And I want to say that I want to get to a couple of points. I've got about five minutes left. I want to talk to you about our environment this morning. Our environment plays a big part of who we become. Some of our environment may be good, and we all have some good friends. We have some good places, especially the Mexican places. We love to go. We like to show up. The manager even knows me by how I look, not by my name. Some of our environment may be good, but we all have some environment that we can change. You may say, what does my environment have to do with my walk with God? Statistics show that most young ladies who have a father that's an alcoholic will marry a man who's an alcoholic. My own family, Daddy was a preacher, and three of us, four boys, became preachers. Does that always happen? absolutely not but in most instances not always but in most instances if a child is raised in a dysfunctional home they tend to move in that direction if your dad was a person that yelled at his mother the trend is that he as a dad he will yell at his wife if your mother yelled at your dad chances are uh, she'll pick up the same characteristic and the same mindset that your husband has a problem of hearing except for yelling God's Word is an exciting way of life. It tells us how to live, what we can expect if we obey the Word, and what we can expect if we don't obey the Word, and what to do when it looks like the Word is not working for us, and how to go about changing the direction of our life. I'm talking about breaking the barriers that keep you from being all that you can be for the glory of God. Every person has an image of himself or herself the question is does your the image that you see of yourself line up with who god really wants you to be individuals who view themselves as god sees them are usually happy about what they do and how they do it and how they go about because they've been know they've been created in the likeness of god image the image that he gives them is he's crowned them with tremendous honor and every one of you this morning is crowned you're crowned with the the honor of god every day the honor of god is placed on you whether you accept it and adore it or not they feel good about themselves because they know that God loves them. They feel good because He wants them to feel good about themselves. God says, "Look at the mirror you 've got to love your neighbors yourself, and many people that cannot get along with a man across a fence don 't even like themselves there in lies the barrier. Thank God, thank you, Father, for creating me the way you did." I know that you have a purpose and a plan for my life. I'd rather be here than any place in the world this morning because God has sent me here on purpose, with a divine purpose, and then he's put you in my life so I can bless you and hug you and encourage you and stand at the casket when somebody in your family passes away. And above all, to share the love of God that he allowed Jesus to share and that while we were yet sinners, he died, he shed his blood for once and for all just to prove to you, that he wants to have a relationship with you. Friend, it's not about religion. The world is fed up with religion. They're looking for a church that believes what God's Word has to say, that practices what God's Word has to say, that goes about doing good like Jesus did. And I want to commend this church today. You're doing a great job. Just don't let the barrier stop you from doing good. However, good can be a road barrier to excellence. Which means there's all Always room for improvement. God wants you to see yourself as a priceless treasure. He wants you to feel good about yourself. God knows you're not perfect. We all have faults and weaknesses, and sometimes we make mistakes, but God loves us anyway. He created us in his own image, and he is continually shaping you and me, and he's conforming us to his character, helping you to become even more like him every day. That's important for you to learn to love one another, to love yourself, even as Christ loved us, even our most unlovable moments. Hallelujah, I'm getting excited, because that's how your heavenly Father loves you. You can hold your head up high, and you can walk like the one of the king's kids with a confidence and knowing that God loves you unconditionally. You can't run God out of your life. God came to stay. He's got, he's got his hand on you. His, his mercy flows through your life, and his blood flows through your veins, and you'll never cut a, 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 a blood vein so that you can get rid of his blood. It's there to stay. And it's there to wash away the impurity out of our lives. It's there to help us and realize that this house is just the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he wants to dwell in your life. He wants others to see the goodness of God in your life. And he he wants you just to be the image of what he's created you to be. Because that's your Heavenly Father's love for you. You can hold your head up high. You can walk with confidence knowing that even in the midst of the most Trying moments Romans eight twenty eight says I'm here because I'm going to work things out for good because you love me not because you're perfect isn't that awesome God believes in you even more than you believe in yourself I want to say that again I want everybody to hear this this morning God believes in you even more than you believe in yourself so often we sense God telling us that he has something big for us to do but we say, "Oh God, I can't do that. I'm just a nobody. I, I don't have what it takes." That's how a fellow named Gideon felt and responded to the in Bible times. An angel appeared to Gideon one day and said, "The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor." And where was he at? He was hiding in the winepress like a coward would be hiding. God probably said those things to Gideon because he was secure and confident because he was a great leader, right? No. When the angel went to Gideon to tell him how God wanted him to save the people from Israel and from the Midianites, uh, a vicious paganistic people who had overrun the land, Gideon showed two colors. He says this, and we've all been a Gideon. How do you expect me to save the people of Israel? I've come from the poorest house of Manasseh, and I'm the least one in my father's house. And if you haven't said that, I can tell you you've thought it. Isn't it interesting to see the difference between the way Gideon saw himself and the way that God saw him? Although Gideon felt unqualified, full of fear and lacking in lacking confidence God still addressed him as a mighty man a fearless courageous individual and Gideon felt weak when those words were spoken over him God saw him as a strong individual God felt Gideon felt unqualified but God says with great confidence in him you can get the job done just let me help you and Gideon even in his insure, in insecure moment said God if you feel that way I'm going to fulfill how you see it, not how I see it. Isn't it awesome how victory comes in the morning after we've wrestled through the darkness of our nights spiritually and God hasn't changed his mind about us? He still for us. He's still not against us. He cares, even though when sometimes it seems like nobody cares. He cares. He said, I'll never leave you from never forsake you. What does that mean? Well, who does that make me? It makes me a child of God, a joint heir with Jesus Christ. He has proven in, his love to me, and he's all about having a relationship with me. You know, relationship. Or a relationship is a relationship with God and with people. And when your vertical relationship is good, my horizontal relationship is good. When, this, when I let this cool off, this relationship cool off here, let me tell you, things don't look too hot. Listen, God wants you to know the, the life that he flows. In him we live, move, and have our being. And apart from him we're nothing. But he wants to empower us today to know who we are. We're accepted We're accepted. We're a child of God. We're a joint heir with Jesus. I'm secure today. He, He puts a hedge of protection around us every day. My life is significant because in Him we live, move, and have our being. And God wants you to know He has plans for you, and it's not failure. Failure is never final until you fail to get up. I've been knocked down, I've been cast down, but I haven't been forsaken. Because when God is for us, we're champions. God sees everyone in this building as a champion. You may not see yourself that way, but that doesn't change God's image of who you are. God still sees you exactly as the Word describes you. You may look at life and say it stinks today. But I'm telling you, when you allow the flavor of the Holy Spirit to change you on the inside the world begins to look better. You begin to see opportunities that others have overlooked. You begin to see people that are overwhelmed with problems. Just this past week, Christy was telling us about a young lady in Moreland that took her life. She had one child. And what happens is hope is totally lost. And listen to me, there's something wrong today with America when there's a church on every corner and somebody in our block has lost hope because we're all carriers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And here's what the Bible says, if in this life only we had hope, we'd be very miserable people. But the hope for us is beyond the veil of tears. And until we get there, we have hope. Hope never makes you ashamed. Hope always sends the enemy the wrong direction. The enemy always says, They'll, You'll never have another chance. Je- Jesus says, I don't live by chance. You can live by the promises of God. They're yes and amen. And every time you hear the word of God spoken and it's come from the word of God, you can say amen because that means, Ditto, I said it too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boy, I could, boy, the preacher's coming on, but three pages and I'm quitting. But I close this morning by saying this. We all, go through, we all go through challenging moments. Nobody has it made. One individual had an epitaph, epitaph on his headstone, and after he buried him, the people came out and stenciled this on, on his headstone. It says, construction is complete thank you for your patience life will come to a close for all of us one day what will people remember us by I want to say to the say to you awesome man that drive those vehicles every Wednesday night I, I walked to the cemetery a week ago to the dad of three children that rode my bus and they began to ride when they could get their knee thrown up on the first step. And they could get the hand, hold, and pull themselves on the step. And they walked the three steps and sat down. And when their dad passed away, uh, the funeral director said, Who would you like to meet us at the cemetery? It was a qu- quick burial. And uh, because I'd been their bus driver, not their preacher, they said, What do you call orville listen to me you can ride drive a bus and be the king of kings and some kid's heart and you'll never know the impression you're making on some kid's heart when you stop at that house or you stop that man and let that little guy on your bus he's going to know you the rest of your life by the way you treated him i've yelled i've screamed you know i've even entertained this and i know none of you would think your pastor would ever think this but i'm going to be very honest with you there's been nights when i've picked up 55 or 60 angels but i've let them off 55 or 60 devils when they got off my bus we've all been there but i want to close this morning with encouragement to you no matter where you're at no matter what you're going through you're never alone God's always with you. He's a present help in time of need. We've got Neil and Andrea's youngest daughter. She's not the youngest in the family, but, but her, her husband went to be with the Lord a few years ago, and she stayed true to God. She didn't get bitter. She's raised her two daughters. In fact, Kelsey was here a few weeks ago. She's raising money to go to the mission field. Uh, and, and I want to thank you for those that responded. If you haven't, you want to respond for the next 12 months. I think we have a hundred dollar uh, going her way already a month. But uh, uh, it's just Julie. I just want to say this morning, I commend you highly, and thanks for being with Neil and Andrew, your mom and dad, this morning. And you're an example. And when I look across this co- congregation, other. People have lost their spouse, and and they didn't give up. They didn't get bitter. They threw their head back and said, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm going to meet my companion on the other shore one day, but until I do, I'm going to stay faithful to God. And listen, here's what the Bible says. You be faithful. He didn't say don't make any more mistakes after you give your heart to Jesus. He said just be faithful. Just hang in there. When the going gets tough, you just get tough and keep going. And I'm telling you, he has a crown of life waiting, not only for you but for all those that love the Lord. And I know you love the Lord this morning. I know everyone in this building this morning by first name basis with exception of two or three. But I I leave this with you today. If Jesus thinks you're priceless, if he thinks you're more than a conqueror, if he thinks that there's nothing impossible for you to do, let me ask you, would you make a decision this morning to transfer your thought process to what the Bible has to say about your life? And then watch the fruit of the Spirit as he clothes you and he blesses you and he gives you the breath to say thank you, Jesus, every morning when the sun rises. Father, thank you for this awesome congregation this morning. Thank you for the leadership that surrounds this church. Lord, I just thank you for the things that you have in store. And our best days are not behind us. Our best days are in front of us. America has, is living in a darkened hour today, and we're seeing trouble on every hand. But the darker the hour, the greater the greater the church does shine, because you've chosen us as the light of the world. Father, you've cautioned us: don't hide your light under a bushel, but let your light so shine before others that they may see me working in you and glorify and, and glorify my name. And I'll bless you, I'll direct you, I'll strengthen you. And you'll always be my child. Lord, to that one that's discouraged this morning, to that one that doesn't have the answer to the dilemma they're facing. Lord, I just pray today that in this moment, that in this moment, Lord, that they would make a decision. I'm going to do what the Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, I can cast all of my care upon the Lord because he cares for me. And if that's you this morning, I want you to make a quality decision. I'm going to cast my care. I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't have the answer to the way things are going to go, but I'm going to put it all in the hands of the Lord because his hands are always bigger than my hands, and and he knows how to take care of my situation. And, Lord, we just thank you for it today. We give all the praise to you. You're such a mighty God. Thank you for letting us call you Father this morning. And I just pray this morning as Jared comes to close the service, Lord, Everybody will sense the presence of God in a way that will cause them to rise to a new dimension of life. They'll see themselves when they walk out here as not an outcast, not as somebody that doesn't care. But they'll see the revelation knowledge of Jesus Christ and the love that he had for them when he died on the cross. We give all the praise to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen.